Have you ever listened to a sports show or a podcast that's fully dedicated to women in sport? Me neither. Well, we're here to change that. Presented by Laurentian University Women in Sport, this is a podcast all about women in sport. A podcast by women, about women, to educate, motivate, and inspire the next generation. This is The Women's Locker Room, and I'm your host, Janelle Adding. We've got a great guest with me today, folks. Born in Austria and hails from a small town in Ontario, Vankley Kill, we got Emily Lovett. What, what? She is a recent Northern Ontario, Northern Ontario Provincial Champ with Team Crozier. She's a competitive curler, a former Lewis member, also happens to be my kick-ass roommate. Hey, what's up, you guys? So happy to be in the women's locker room today. We've got an amazing episode lined up for y'all. And hope you like it. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Emily. No, thanks for having me. It's so fun recording this in our living room. Yeah, just, yeah. Today's conversation is just all things Olympics. Oh, we're Jenna ready and I to go. Just talking. It's great. We watched all the Olympics together, so you're gonna hear our live reactions, what we thought about scandals, to, from scandals to outfits. We got a lot of thought about the the outfits, guys. <laughs> the and, outfits, kind and of. And all the sports. More important. Make sure you <laughs> make sure you take a listen. Okay, first of all, I think we have to talk about Canada's, Canada at these Olympics. So Canada finished with 26 medals, 4 gold, 8 silver, and 14 bronze. Guess bronze is the new gold this year. Yeah, what a good medal count for Canada. Super proud of Team Canada this year. It was, and like we all, like we kind of pulled an Andre de Grasse. Like we did kind of get a lot of. <laughs> I was a little worried. Like it was like day ten, and we only had one gold. Mm-hmm. But still, really proud of all the athletes. Twenty six. We are actually only projected to get twenty two. So for them to come out with twenty six, wow. um, two lower than the medal count in twenty eighteen, but, um, I think it was, two more than twenty eight. 2020 2014 so I still think it was a huge accomplishment for Canada and yeah kind of crazy gotta talk about Lululemon V the fits were absolutely fire if I say so myself the gear that they put out for these athletes they just looked amazing and obviously I'm biased we're Canadian but we were the best looking they looked so bomb best like i will team say it i will say it they looked amazing i have a little beef with the outfit that we could get into but if we're looking up straight up best clean fit they look pretty canada looks so far like mm-hmm. i will say it mark mcmorris everybody's crush every four years him getting his bronze medal up there great like marry me like literally no other thing than just marry me. What a great athlete. Though. Okay, I know women in sport. We're proud of everybody. Craig McMorris, take oh, yeah. a bow. You like came like I don't know how to. I watch every single. I'm like if you listen to the last episode, you know I'm a fiend for hill sports. I love hill sports. Every single time snowboarding was on, I just listened to Mark McMorris. Uh, Craig McMorris throw out these lines and just laugh and just laugh he was amazing so craig craig or bear you were fire mark mcmorris my probably one of my favorite athletes all time super sad he didn't get his gold but 
you know, but still gold in our hearts. Still gold in our hearts. He, we're proud of you, buddy. Like, please find a way to keep your body so that you come back for one more Olympics. We believe in you, Bear. We believe in you. We believe in you, Mark. But no, okay, go back to Lululemon. Lululemon, I, I just love their outfits. I think the scarves with the Canada ring on it that people were holding up as their own little flag. That's cute. That was was so smart. So smart. So cute. The puffer jackets. The puffer jackets. I want one, but. Let's talk about the price. Yeah, here. we're gonna get into this beach. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I loved every single Winter Olympics getting the Hudson's Bay Canada mints and seeing everybody wear them. I literally still have them. I literally wore them yesterday. Yeah. I still have those mints, right? Because I love them. And I have, uh, the only Olympic thing that I have is I have the sash, um, the fanny pack. Shout out grandma for getting me for Christmas. Nice <laughs> gift. And it was still like $40, right? Yeah. Like, it's so expensive that it's not accessible. I haven't seen one person wear, except for a workout shirt and the fanny pack, I haven't seen one person wear Canada gear. Yeah, I know. It's sad. It's I'm like $400. for sales after the Olympics to personally yeah. buy myself some. But I agree. Usually you want merch for... Everyone in Canada to wear. You want them accessible, right? So that you can all cheer for Canada. I understand that there's a lot going on in Canada right now, but the Olympics only happens every four years. It wasn't, it was, it wasn't accessible. Yeah. It just wasn't accessible for people to buy. What was the puffer jacket? Almost 300 bucks? Yeah. Like, that's insane. I think the cheapest thing you could buy was the Team Canada water bottle. Yeah, and what was that? Like, $30? Yeah, 30 bucks. Right? So it's like... It's not accessible to everyone exactly. in the country. Exactly. And like, I just I just love seeing those Canada mints. Right? Yeah. And I still have them. So I just think... I love the partnership with Lululemon. They looked fire. The athletes look sick. Like, it's they just... look sick. Like, we're talking about our little TikTok star, Natalie Spooner. Natalie, Spooner, Natalie Bardowski. Bardowski. <laughs> Natalie Bardowski. She looks so good. Like, she looks so good. Yeah. But, like, I want to look that good, and it's just not accessible to this. So, Lululemon, I give you a grade of 7.5. I would have given you a 10 if I didn't have to pay three, if I didn't have to take out a second mortgage for my house to buy it. (laughs) Okay, but to be fair, Lulu is pricey no matter. But, like, But I I understand that when it comes to the Olympics... All of Canada is cheering for you, right? And you want all of Canada, all of Canada to represent you while wearing your merch. But here's like it wasn't even like it wasn't even that it like it was expensive, right? Because always the stuff's expensive. Mm. It was that it wasn't accessible. Let me give you this: Would you pay a hundred dollars for that puffer jacket? No. Would you pay eighty dollars? Yeah, maybe. You price it at eighty dollars, people would buy it. Yeah. I'd I'd almost pay a hundred for it. Yeah. Right, but. $240 or yeah. $250 or whatever. It was north of 250 Also, we can just talk about how Sudbury didn't even have Lululemon until three years ago. Lululemon, 7.5 because they looked great. With the shoes, oh, the yeah, puffer, those boots. the bucket hat, man. Like, y- y'all know that don't know me. I'm no, I like the outdoors. I'm no Northern Ontario girl. I would wear that fishing. Mm-hmm. You would go fishing. If I had that hat. Okay. I'll get you that hat. Let's go fishing. Yes. Yeah. So, it's like, but... But... <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on from my attempt to get fishing. 
Okay, moving on. Um, let's talk about bronze for Christine De Bruyne in Monobob. First time Monobob at the Olympics. A woman-only event. Yeah. Killed it. If you're not familiar with monobob, it's bobsledding, but it's one person. So usually in a bobsled, there's two to four people, a driver, and then a couple steers. One person. You're on your own. You run on your own. You push on your own. And it's a heated event. First time at the Olympics, bronze medal. Women's only event, too. Let's talk about Marion Tenot, freestyle skier. Freestyle skier. She's uh, in... Ariel skiing, she won a bronze medal in the mixed event, another mixed event that we have to talk about. I have to shout out RBC Training Grounds. This is the first Canadian Winter Olympics where RBC Training Grounds breeded Olympics. If you don't know what RBC Training Ground is, is that they take people and they try to train them and put them through programs to train for the next. These are the next athletes, next Olympic athletes of our generation. Marianne Tonneau came to RBC Training Ground in 2017 as a gymnast. Someone recognized her skill and saw how she's extremely athletic and she knows how to twist and turn. They turned her into a freestyle skier, an aerial skier. Five years later, she is a bronze medal winning aerial skier. Yeah. Talk about an amazing opportunity for Canadian athletes, right? There are so many skilled athletes who don't see... The opportunity they go to rbc training ground they get the right coaching the right nutritionist the right staffs to bring one athlete change their perspective decide to go a different route in their athleticism right she thought that she was going to be a gymnast goes into skiing and now she's a champion and emily you're sponsored in a government sponsored program so yeah. you've been through some of these programs before own the podiums one we have to shout out canadian olympic committee yeah. has in-house programs but csio baby csio <laughs> baby but this is one of the first really true grown we're taking you from a young age in-house programs to create olympians right the u.s have been doing mm-hmm. it for years russia grabs these children at like seven right <laughs> like like they're out of the womb. And they're, <laughs> they're out of the womb, and they're they're Olympic athletes, right? So it's oh, like let's not talk about Russia. And okay, the Olympics. we're getting to Russia and the Olympics a little <laughs> later, but this is kind of first Canada's in in house program. So like, yeah. what do you think with it? Because you are government sponsored, so you go through this a little bit. I honestly think it's one of the best things I've seen at the Olympics. Might be one of my favorite moments because you see all these other countries sponsor a singular team and put most of their effort into that one team to bring them to the Olympics. But Canada is such a big country and we have such a wide variety of amazing athletes. So it's so hard to get out of Canada in the first place. Yeah, make these Olympics. Make these Olympics. The weight of the leaf, you know, we're talking about it. It's such an honor to represent that Canadian maple leaf. But once you get there, when you have that team supporting you from such a young age, you said 2017, that's five years of support and bringing her to that game and for her to medal her first Olympic Games, that's great. I think that's the step in the right direction for Canadian athletes everywhere. Even if you're not born a freestyle skier, you're born a gymnast, that doesn't mean that you can't chase your athletic dreams in a different sport, you know? Yeah, and there's another athlete. I think he's a a male bobsledder. He was a sprinter. He came to that RBC. I think he was a quarterback. Was he a quarterback? Or he was he, he was football. a football football player and they yeah. turned him into a bobsled. Yeah. Like one, who 
how do you get into bobsled? That's a re- that's a way you get into bobsled. Yeah. But like, so it's like there we have a true in-house program that is taking these athletes and putting money resources into turning these athletes into olympic and it's only going to grow right like we Mm -hmm. all remember own the podium was put in place because canada never won a gold medal Mm -hmm. uh, on home soil olympics that year we won 14 gold medals for the 2010 games right amazing we're gonna see this this is only the The second olympics with rbc training ground and it was through a global pandemic right like and these last two we're gonna see this when paris 20 um 2023 Two to Four. 2024 comes up, and then Sweden 2026 mm-hmm. comes in, or I think. I think it's Italy. Or Italy 2026. 2026. We're going to see RBC Training Ground when they have, like, a, 10 years yeah. of working towards. And this is only going to do better and help these athletes, right? So, absolutely, everybody at RBC, shout out, because it's super amazing to see, and... I'm super excited to see where this no, program goes. It's so impressive that these people came up with this. And also just talking about that male bobsledder, side note, how do you even get into bobsledding? Okay, like, like loose. That is like, the scariest sport. Okay, I understand skiing and snowboarding is very scary, but you know, you go on a hill when you're young, it makes sense, you fall in love with it. I've never heard someone be like, I'm a bobsledder. Bob <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, <laughs> when you're a kid, you go down a hill, like... In like yeah. in a metal box, basically. <laughs> like or you're at Bell Park and you're like, Mom, I love this. I'm gonna go to the Olympics Chris. for this. <laughs> or like luge and skeleton. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yes, mom. Do you know no, I don't wanna play hockey. I wanna slide on a metal basically like piece of wood and like metal like sheet and I wanna slide down a track head first. Yeah. These athletes are insane. It just shows that Mind over matter, baby. Like, <laughs> literally, these athletes and work hard every single day and do these extreme tasks to finally get some recognition, right? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Uh, to get back to women's sport, we have to talk about the woman of the hour. Isabel Weidman, wow. a full set at these Olympic Games, bronze, silver, and gold. Gold in the team, in the team pursuit. Silver in, silver in the long track speed skating and bronze in, in the women's three thousand, and she's, she's insane. Yeah. Right. Like I don't think there's anything like she's by far, woman stand Canadian woman standout of these Olympic games. Um, gotta shout out her full set. She's coming home, with that, and she was amazing to watch. So we touched on it a little bit before, but it wouldn't be an Olympic Games without a scandal. Yeah. Let's talk about the ROC's very own Camila Valieva. So if you're unfamiliar with the situation, Camila tested positive for a, um, a legal substance back in December when she, was, when, she was test, when she was drug tested, and it came out the day after... She, her and Team Russia won gold at the team figure skating event. There's no medal ceremony, mm-hmm. and it was very controversial. She was still allowed to compete. She did finish fourth mm-hmm. in the event. She was first after the short program, but, oh, man, was there a lot of controversy around Yeah. I mean, it's hard. She's 15, Dean. right? And as an athlete, I think it's just disappointing because it's definitely – 
the people around her are doing her wrong and it's also russia right like we've all seen icarus we all know what happened in 2014 in sochi the reason they are not competing under russian federation yeah right like that's so i i don't even the ioc there's a lot of beef with me in the ioc right what happened in 2014, what happened in 2016, and stuff like that. But for an athlete to be able to compete, because mm-hmm. she te- when she tested positive for an illegal substance, is wrong. Okay. Do I? So, go for it. Trimetazidine was the banned heart medication that she was using. So, she had written off two other heart medications, but in this article I was reading that all three of these put together kind of expand her oxygen levels enhance the heart rate and help the recovery but the thing that kind of shook me about this is that the illegal substance that she wrote off she did wrote it off she said she mixed it up with her grandfather's medication that made me laugh like if you're an athlete you work hard to be clean you know like you go to the olympics this is your life you're not gonna risk it all to come back positive on a drug test, right? You would think that. I mean, of course she's 15. You never know. But even when you're a child... It's not her. It's not her. But you don't just, like, accidentally take your grandfather's pills. Like... And I saw a tweet the other day, and it was so truly sad. And it was... Because someone's like, well, she's only 15, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we should cut her some slack. If you are old enough to compete at the Olympics, you are old enough to... To know what you're taking, yeah. right? And even if she was a 15-year-old girl and she's getting giving these drugs, mm-hmm. she's still get, been giving these drugs. If, even if it's not her fault, she's still taking illegal substances. And for we all remember what happened to Shakari Richardson in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. She was banned from the Olympics for smoking weed. Yeah. You're telling me that this girl who took an illegal, illegal substance and you rounded off exactly what it does. No matter if it was an accident or not, mm-hmm. she was allowed to compete. Where Shakari Richardson, who a smoked band. weed, was banned. Yeah, it's just inequities. And no, it's, exactly. And I watched the woman's uh, free skate. Mm. I feel so bad for this little girl, and I'll mm. say it: I feel bad for her. You saw her after she was upset. She probably had one of the most hardest weeks of her life. Every single mm. media was after. her. Yeah. Right? And for her to fail and not put on put on an awful performance and to miss the podium when she was a heavy favorite going in mm-hmm. and have all this stuff with the doping channel, like, that girl's been put through the ringer. But still, and I don't, I blame the team around her. I blame the Russian Olympic Federation because this is not the first time. No. Right? She's I competing blame, in the country's past. Yeah. There's such a shadow and then this happening again. This happening in mixed doubles curling the last olympics like i play curling how hard is it like it is a hard sport but like why do you need to take drugs to take it like you're just sliding like you know what i mean like Like, it's just i it boggles my mind that one she was allowed to compete Mm -hmm. and two it got to this point right because like russia has been in the middle of drug scandal for so long Mm -hmm. right like like they were literally passing bottles of piss through a damn hole in the wall. Yeah. Right? Like, this, like, 
when is enough going to be enough? And for her to be allowed to compete, you know, no matter the age, no matter how good she is, no matter. I feel just bad for her. I feel bad for her, but the IOC has some explaining to do. She told Channel One Russia Monday that she was, in quote, happy, but emotionally tired following the court's ruling. Of course you would be. (laughs) The court exposes you and your drugs that you're taking. And of course it's going to be that way. I feel bad for her as well. But it's just... Um, Russia does this smack to the themselves. face to all the other athletes. Yeah, it's a smack in the face to all the clean athletes, right? Canada finished fourth in that team event. Yeah. They if she was disqualified, away. they would have gotten the medal, right? Like, that, like it comes down to that too, right? Like, yeah. clean athletes every single day put their bodies on the line. Athletes were away from their family for three months for the Olympics. Yeah. It's a slap in the face to them that are doing everything they can to play clean when you are taking these illegal drugs. Like, mm-hmm. I'm... I love seeing Canada win gold medals. Mm-hmm. I love when the country does well. But this is... This is hard. It's insane. Like, these mm-hmm. 15-year-old girls, right? Like, the way Russia breeds these athletes and the culture behind this. Like, the IOC did this to himself when they didn't figure out a way mm-hmm. to fix it in 2014. And here we are, eight years later, still dealing, dealing yeah. with it. I think it's time for a change in this federation, but... We're just hoping that we can see it. But I don't think I don't think anything will top seeing Canada reclaim the gold in women's hockey. Facts. That game was insane. Mm-hmm. And this is a hot take, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think I've ever seen an athlete in a win-it-all game, so Super Bowl, Game 7 of the World Series, Game 7 of the NBA, Game, game 7 of the Stanley Cup playoffs, that competes like Marie-Philippe Poulain. She is, like, she's incredible. She's the GOAT. She's literally the GOAT for female hockey. She just brings it, not even for female hockey, just as a captain of a team, as a leader, consistently bringing your team to a final of an Olympic Games since 2010. That's insane. Ten years of leadership. Yeah, like, she took... She took the hat that Haley Wickenizer gave her. Yeah. And she took it and she ran with it. Like, let's look through this. 2010, Canada wins 2 nothing. She has both goals. 2014, that crazy comeback that they win 3-2 in overtime. She has the tying goal in, in, Insane. in the regulation. She has the winning goal in overtime. 2018, they lose 3-2. She has a goal. The finals this year, they win 3-2. She, she has two goals, including the game-winning goal. Yeah. Like... Absolute leadership. I'm in awe of this woman. Like, she, like, never have I seen an athlete in a winner-all game compete like this girl. Tom Brady, take a seat. I know he's retired now, but come (laughs) on, man. Marie-Philippe Poulain, what a queen. Literally an inspiration to women's athletes and male athletes. Just the leadership. Captain Clutch. Like, Captain Clutch was trending on Twitter, Twitter during the game. Like, that is... Literally her. Insane. Big C. Big C Big right on her C. shoulder as she's earned it. As she earned it. And, like, not only, like, her, but the Canadian team. This year? Phenomenal. Was dominant. Like, I'm, I watched, we all watched the whole tournament. I'm sure, did they wipe the floor with some of these teams? Absolutely. But Finland beat the U.S. 
Uh, Finland lost the U.S. 4-1 in the, in the semis. Mm-hmm. Finland gave most of these teams a run. They won the bronze medal. Canada beat them 11 nothing. Mm-hmm. U.S. was by far superior, uh, inferior to Canada in both games they played. Yeah. Right? Like, we have, like, let's break this team down. Because this, that Olympics, this team in this Olympics was by far the best Canadian team I've ever seen. I mean, like, female Canadian hockey team I've ever seen. Yeah. Let's talk about Sarah Nurse. What a great, great girl. Yeah, she's... We have to shout out first fe- uh, first female uh, person of color to win a gold medal in hockey, in women's hockey. Yeah. Shout out. Literally. Paving icon. the way. A great inspiration to young girls. All across. She had 18 points in the tournament, including five goals... 12 assists, 17 points in the tournament, um, 5 goals, 12 assists. She's the most points at an Olympic Games, taking the crown away from Haley Wickenizer. She carried. She, she carried, like, she, she, she's a pure playmaker. Yeah. Like, she's insane out there. She started at the bottom of the lineup, moved her way up, and she was a force on that top line. Just dominating the field this past two weeks. Seriously. And then let's talk about our goalie, Anne-René Despien. Oh. 38 saves in, in the, the final. final. I don't think, like, we've said this so many times in this little span, but I don't think I've ever seen a female goal, uh, uh, a goalie have a good of a tournament at the Olympic game. Like, Shannon Zabados, people that know me know I'm a goalie. Like, she was my idol when I was a kid. Oh, my God. Like, her tournament was insane. She faced 100, like, she stopped 150 shots, I think it was. Yeah. Let's talk about the outfits for the goalies, too. Okay. Okay, to be honest, Team China? That's, that Tendi setup was fire. Literally, the Dragons? Like, that Tendi setup was fire. Like, I want to start playing hockey just so I can get that. Like, I, like, my biggest thing as a goalie was I would literally, like, that would be my saved on Instagram mm-hmm. would be Tendi setups. And that one <laughs> was, like... Chef's kiss. Chef, chef kiss. Like, that's literally, like, the red and the gold. If you haven't seen it yet, go look it up. Spit and Chicklets posted it. It's insane. Also, USA. Their fits were fire. Like, okay. Don't want to hand too much on the Canadians, but, like, those jerseys were so bad. I know. <laughs> Ice cold take, but those jerseys were so bad. I feel as if they had a lot better outfits across different games, but hockey... Just kind of did them dirty this year. They've had so many nicer jerseys that made them stand out. What was the black? Where, like... I guess it was sharp. Black and red, still sharp, but... They've had some better ones in past Olympic Games, I'd have to say. But that didn't stop them. Still got the gold, which is, you know, at the end of the day, all that matters. And still carried the maple leaf extremely well. But I think the white and red is the way to go. And I don't know how we have... We've gone this long without talking about Sarah Filler. Yeah. 21-year-old rookie's first Olympic game, she puts up eight goals. She puts up eight goals, and she looked dominant out there. Last last game in the final, she looked insane. She put up points. She literally looked like a seasoned veteran. As a rookie, that is just insane. If I'm putting bets on who's carrying the crown now, like, I'd I'd put it on her. Jamie Lee Rott. Uh, Rodney played amazing. Local Ottawa girl. Gotta shout out my local Ottawa girl. She played great too. Last night coming in as a 13 forward, putting up minutes, putting on the depth. Natalie Spooner too. 
Natalie Smith. We love our little TikTok star. We love, we love her, her Natalie little. Bardowski in this household. She was killing it. Although her goal in the final didn't count. Yeah, that, that didn't stop f- the team's momentum. Can we talk about that? that was a foot offside. <laughs> foot offside. <laughs> Good challenge by Team USA. Didn't Ladies and gentlemen, that is what happens in Olympic final. Credit to the coach. I would probably do the same thing. You want to represent your team well. It's the Olympic final. Win it. You know. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Foot offside. It is what it is. Still made a great goal. Another thing we have to talk about too is like. I don't remember being on social media during a finals of something. Like obviously Super Bowl. Like that takes up fun. But having so many people tweeting, posting about a woman about a final since maybe the the soccer final in 20 in, in last summer every as soon as canada won everybody posted on their story everybody was tweeting about it like mm-hmm. they said the viewership was something like four million people tuned into that game at eleven ten at night wow. on a wednesday night it just shows that unstoppable force you know like canada cheering on for these women so proud of them all ages just these women came to play and everyone's so proud of them they just represented canada with pure class and just dominated and it really shows how much this woman's game is growing right like i'm not gonna mention her name because i don't even want to shout this girl out but there's if you know there's an article in the toronto star written after canada beat finland which was considered the number three seed of the tournament coming in they didn't win bronze 11 nothing and the headline was women's hockey doesn't belong in the olympics basically the article says that there's two dominant forces and because of that it doesn't qualify as the olympics it shouldn't qualify the olympics that it's just two people fighting for gold the entire time I don't even want to say this person's name because I'm, I was so disgusted reading this article. Yeah. I mean, I think that's crazy that someone could even... And she was a female on top of that. About a women's sport that is representing her own country. There's a lot of Canadian athletes out here who haven't won medals this week. Favorites who haven't won medals in their own events. How are you going to tell other countries to not compete in something because they're not going to win? You know, who are you to say that? Every athlete, win or lost, you're just excited to be at the Olympics, right? Being at the Olympics is an honor. Of course, you want to play for that gold, but I'm sure China was happy to be there, right? I'm sure Switzerland was happy to be there. Yeah, they got fourth, and they lost really tightly in the bronze. And they've won bronze before. I just... Not to go back to this point, but I will. How many times has the U.S. men's basketball team won a gold in basketball in the Summer Olympics? How many times have they beaten a team by 50 to 60 points? Yeah. I, I think I run out of fingers with how many times that happened. But nobody has said basketball shouldn't be in the Olympics, right? But yeah. when two dominant female teams are in... Um, are in the finals and always win all the time. It's they they're too good. It's not competitive enough. You know, bronze medal. The bronze medal has been won by six different teams, mm-hmm. or four four or five different teams. Let me stat check that. But 
so many it hasn't been the top three teams have won medals and they've rotated for the last five years right okay let's look at mixed team ski jumping germany norway and slovenia all these european teams are all front runners for the sport since 1984 not a north american team has won this year canada wins the bronze but no one wrote an article about how mixed team ski jumping shouldn't be in the olympics because it's not fair to all countries they're having a good time if they're winning or not, right? They're at the Olympics. They're playing the sport that they love. That doesn't mean they shouldn't be allowed to go, right? No, I think the article was baseless. And I'm almost just wrapped. Controversy. No, like just literally straight up clickbait. And yeah. I'm embarrassed of the Toronto Sun. I'm sorry. I don't like the Toronto Sun. I've never really have. But I was embarrassed yeah. for them. You know? And what made my heart flutter was everybody on Twitter, people were writing articles about, no, this is wrong. Yeah. This person, this is not a good opinion, right? It wasn't even, like, some people agreed, some people, it was, like, flat out, like, no, this you're, article is bad. You're basically telling little girls across the world that they shouldn't be playing hockey regardless if they win an Olympic gold, right? Yeah, it's that they're not good enough. They're not good enough. And what made me almost scream when I was reading this article was that they said, well, it's not competitive enough enough there's only two good teams yeah take it away from the olympics they'll always just be good teams right look at the 2019 world championship finland beat canada in the semis and should have won the gold if it weren't for a controversial call in the finals yeah you think if they take away women's hockey finland's gonna fund money into them no no you think china is going to spend money on pads no no right? <laughs> you think you think the what we talked about in the last episode the the Laurentian women's hockey coach is China was the China coach at the Olympics. You yeah. think they're going to spend money to fly Canadian? No. The only way that we improve women's hockey is if we fund money and we develop other plays in the country. You take away Olympics, there's no reason them to. So it just it was a cycle that didn't make sense. Of course. And I'm embarrassed that a Canadian art uh, journalist wrote it. And can we also just quickly shout out Sudbury's very own Randy Pascal? We got a shout out, Randy. Randy, what a king! I I'm lucky enough to work with Randy at the Wolves. You've been interviewed by Randy. Yeah, he interviews a lot of local curlers, all the teams in Sudbury. He interviews, supports all of them, which is so amazing. And he was the official scorekeeper for the Beijing Olympics for hockey. And shout out, Randy. Just Sudbury's very own. And if we're shouting out Sudbury very own, Rebecca Johnston, Sudbury native, winning her. Fourth gold medal, winning her four, third gold medal, fourth <laughs> Olympic medal. Got to shout her out. Yeah. But, yeah, so shout out to them. But you brought up a really good point with the ski jumping, and we've talked about this. Man, I don't know how many mixed events I saw at the Olympics this year, but I enjoyed them. Yeah, it was so fun to watch. Just the dynamic between men's and women's is such a change, and a good change that we like to see in these sports and it's just so interesting right because they're now trying to mend you grew up curling so mixed doubles has been a thing forever i grew up watching tennis mixed mixed doubles tennis has been a thing forever but, but seeing other sports yeah. trying to incorporate it like i didn't know s- snowboard cross could be a mixed sport no but they found no a idea. way to to do mixed sport right they're incorporating men and women in sport because they're it's it's just, it's, 
I think it's breaking the stereotype a little bit too, right? That mm-hmm. like men's sports have more viewership instead. Putting them together, creating these mixed events, I think is it's awesome. And to be quite honest, like some of the mixed events were my favorite to watch. Yeah, mixed doubles curling is so fun to watch. But to correct you, it's only been around since the last Olympics in twenty sixteen. Oh yeah, but that it, was the first time it was an Olympic sport. Before it was only men's and women's. But it's amazing that it's doing so well the second time, and it's giving a bunch of room for different athletes across the country, right? If you don't make the Olympic team for women's, you can play in the mixed event. So that doesn't mean that you can't go to the Olympics and fulfill those dreams in a different way. Yeah, It's just amazing for the athletes. And Canada did very well, actually, in the mixed event, although not getting a medal in mixed curling. John Morris and Rachel Holman did very well. Barely, like, they were centimeters away from making it, in, millimeters away from making it yeah. into, into the medal round. Represented Canada so, so well. So well. So well. my favorite curlers. They just, Rachel Holman and John Morris, both from Ottawa. Both from Ottawa. Yeah, John Morris from Ottawa. Oh, yes, John Morris is, is from Ottawa. Rachel Holman, shout out. She... Represents my city. a baby last year. Okay, we mentioned it last episode, but let's just talk about this one sec. 35 weeks pregnant. Curling at the finals of the Scotties Tournament of Hearts. Losing in the finals. Yeah. Insane. Giving birth four weeks later. Coming back three weeks (laughs) postpartum to win slam. (laughs) Like, women are superheroes. Yeah. Like, she, like, she gave birth a full-on living human being, and then still could play and her And brought sport. her child, too. Right? Yeah. And was going through the, everything that had to do postpartum, stuff like that. Like, she's a beast in all. And I then the next year, competing at the Olympics. Next. Like, it's nothing. Like, she's... She's a queen. She's, honestly. Like, no better word than, like, bow down or Rachel. Yeah. And, and if we're... Metal or not. Yeah. Representing Canada... Canada. So well. And if we're going to go into Rachel Holman representing, we got to talk about my girl, Jennifer Jones. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Jones has been around. I remember watching Jennifer Jones curling when I was a child. She's yeah. been around. And to see her back on the Olympic stage this year, which you and I talked about when the Olympic trials were happening. We're like, to be quite honest, like for the first time in a couple of years, I think it's t- a couple Olympic cycles. I think it's going to be a two horse race. Yeah. Um, Anerson and Holman oh. are going to battle it out. Jones came out and won the whole thing. She, that was vintage Jennifer Jones. And although they didn't make it to the meta round, to see Jennifer Jones, vintage Jennifer Jones, in games where they needed a yeah. win was a treat. Shout out Caitlin Laws for her third straight Olympics. Third straight Olympics, two golds, no medal this year, but that doesn't determine anything of her as an athlete. As, as a... Closing ceremonies have come and gone. Isabel Weinman was the flag bearer for the closing ceremony. Queen deserves it. Yeah. Everyone looks so good at the closing ceremonies, whether the athletes had medals on, around their neck or just the fresh boo-boo fit. Wow, what an Olympic Games. What a crazy two weeks of people doing what they love in sport. Like, I don't remember an Olympic Games like this exciting. Beijing 22 really brought out something in all of these athletes this year who have been training so hard 
throughout this pandemic. <laughs> like, we really didn't know what to expect for these games, but, like, one, COVID wasn't an issue, which was yeah. great, right? Like, you never want to see someone go down because of something they can't control. So, for COVID to stay out of this Olympics been huge. Like, coupled positive tests here and there, but nothing significant, which was huge. And it was just, like, so many moments to talk Anyways, I hope everybody enjoyed the Olympic as much as Emily and I did. Before we close the chapter on this episode, I want to wish all Arrention students a great return to campus on Monday and good luck to all the Paralympians that looked at kickoff competition a week from today. I wanted to thank everybody for listening and keep an eye out for more episodes coming soon. I'm your host, Janelle Lenning, signing off from the women's locker room.